0: Acts chapter 8 and verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her house and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit saith unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot, And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh this prophet? The prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And when they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest." And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And when he went on his way, he went on his way rejoicing, but Philip was found at Azotus. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. We know the Lord will bless the reading of his word. But if you have your Bible, keep it open, for we will be referring to this portion of Scripture. Let's pray. Father... Pray for your grace and your strength. We pray for thy spirit's covenant anointing to be in this place tonight and among this people, but upon my lips. We pray in the name of Jesus, your only begotten Son, that you would enable this man of frailty to be able to present him in all his beauty and wonder and open up the Scriptures, Lord, these Scriptures that are able to save the soul. So in Jesus' name we pray, Father, inscribe thy word upon our hearts and imprint it upon our minds and glorify your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray and ask it. Amen. Amen. In verse 27, the Ethiopian eunuch is introduced to us and us to he. And here we find that he had a task to do he went to Jerusalem to worship. Verse 27 said that he had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Notice, this Ethiopian was of the Jews' religion. Some say he was a Judahite and had been scattered, and some say he was an Ethiopian. Nevertheless, this man was of the Jews' religion. And he had went to Jerusalem to the slaying of the Lamb. He'd been to Jerusalem where They had went and brought a lamb and slayed its blood for the appeasement of God, as it were, for the covering and the atonement of their sin. He's on his way home and this is where he meets Philip in the Gazan Desert. Verse 28 tells us what he was doing. Verse 28 tells us he was sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah, Isaiah, that is, from the Old Testament. Isaiah the prophet. Here he has a scroll open of the book of Isaiah from our Old Testament, and he's reading it. And in verse 30 tells us that he was reading it out loud. And how do we know that? Verse 30 says, Philip heard him read. Isaiah, the prophet. So he was reading out loud, and he's reading loud enough that Philip would be able to hear him. You see, here, for some reason, we do not, don't know why, some say the chariot was still moving along. And some say the chariot, maybe it stood still at this point, but Philip joined himself to the chariot at the request and command of the Holy Spirit. And he heard this man read from Isaiah the prophet from the Old Testament. Philip asked him in verse 30, look what he says, understandest what thou readest. Understandest what thou readest. Look at verse 31, we find, the Ethiopian eunuch's answer, how can I accept some man should guide me? Notice, how can I accept some man should guide me? Now, this is a man who was away to worship in Jerusalem. This is a man who had went and slayed the blood of an animal or handed it over to the priesthood. This is a man who's on his way home and he still can't understand the word of God. He's reading it but he cannot understand it. How can I, except some man should guide me? Notice, and Philip desired that he would come up and sit with him. He desired Philip, rather, that he would come up and sit with him. So here he's saying, I don't know what I'm reading. Am I speaking to someone, and you've read maybe a sign on a wall, maybe outside a church, the wayside pulpit, as many call it. Am I speaking to someone that maybe you've read something in Scripture? Or maybe it's been a tract, a gospel tract that someone has placed in your hands. And you've read it and it's meant little to nothing to you. And you just simply don't understand it. What it says to you. What it means to you is very little to nothing. Maybe you've thrown it away. Maybe you've gotten rid of it. Maybe you just didn't care about it. I'm Speaking to someone who has had some sort of encounter with Scripture, and with that encounter with Scripture, you've realized, I don't know anything about this God. I don't know anything about this God. Here's something to notice from our reading. In verse 26. The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. Notice. The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. Now we don't know why the angel of the Lord was a visible manifestation of the Lord. Whether it was the angel of the Lord that came and spoke to Philip's mind and heart. We don't know whether it was in the form of another man, we're not told. All we know is as the angel of the Lord came and spoke to Philip and told him how to take his journey to go down by Jerusalem to Gaza, which is the desert. But in verse 29, I note this, in verse 29, we have the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord said, Unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. <clears throat> Here's what I have written when I thought upon this An angel may give direction to a journey in life, an angel may give direction to a journey in life, but it takes the Holy Spirit Himself, who must be the agent or the influencer in the salvation of the soul. What do you mean by that? I can't know unless someone show me. You would have no interest. You would have no recollection nor realization of your own personal life and sin. You would have no interest to be even in the house of God, to think of the things of God. To desire the things of God. Because the Bible says that we are all dead in our trespasses and in our sins. Lifeless toward God. Every one of you who do not know Christ are still dead toward God. That's why you don't want anything to do with him. That's why you don't want to know him. That's why you want the preacher to be over as quick as you can. But it's when God starts to speak to the heart and to the life, to the mind and into the spirit. It's the quickening of the Holy Ghost from death unto life to realize, how can I know? This Ethiopian eunuch says, except some man show me. He desired Philip to come up and tell him the words of life. How would you know except you're here tonight? You may have read that text of Scripture. You may have seen it on the wayside past a church. I remember when I was in my unsaved state and in my drunkenness, walking past a Fort William Gospel Hall on the Shore Road in Belfast, and above it is a sign that's still there to this day. you know what it says? Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. Prepare to meet thy God. Prepare to meet thy God. And in my drunken state, I seen it, it meant nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. And when I'm out of my head and drugs and walking up and falling and skidding up the ground and cutting the face and hands of myself, it meant nothing to me. And when I lost everything I ever had, every possession I ever owned, it still meant nothing to me. Until I heard a man who would speak of the man, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. How would I know except a man would show me, would talk to me, and would tell me of the way of salvation and the things of God, and how can I put it across to you, save the Holy Spirit, talks to you this evening? Oh, I just come for a baptism. I come to support someone in my family or a friend. and I've just come and I was thinking it's going to be a little 10 minute thing and we're going to go and have a sandwich and head on home. I was just clocking my card and friend, God has you here tonight for a reason. In his own plan and purpose and sovereign will. And how would you know? How would you ever know that you're lost and dead in your sin. Except some man would show you. And you might, you might get angry at me. And you might dislike me or hate me tonight. Because of what I say. But I'm being your best friend. I'm being the greatest lover you've ever known. Of your soul. Notice, the Spirit of the Lord is the agent that brings a man and a woman to Christ. The Spirit tells Philip, "Go and join yourself to this chariot." <clears throat> I want you to. I want you to notice something. This is important for you. I don't know how many people in my time from I've been saved and born again and since I've been in ministry all oh, uh, well full time 20 years almost. And I don't know how many people I've sat with them and talked with them about these things and, and some have even said well it's just not my time. It's just not my time. <laughs> And I don't know how many have said that to me, and I don't know how many have said even to me that uh, before I die, I plan to get right with God, and before I die, I plan to give my life to Jesus. Before I die, I'll, I'll call upon him and say, well, sure, forgive me now. Here I am, Jesus. Let me into your heaven. I don't know how many. And I don't know how many bedsides I've sat with, and they've passed out into eternity without God and without Christ and without hope in this world. Dying without the Lord. Eternity without Christ. There's only two places to be heaven or hell. The Lord Jesus says in John 6 and verse 44, and this is very important for those who think, well, I'll just, I'll invite Jesus in at some time before I die or whatever. Listen, listen to the words of the Lord Jesus himself. No man can come to me. I want to tell you, see this man and this man and every other man and woman in here, there's not one of us could go to him of our own volition. Not one of us. You know why? But we're dead. Lifeless toward God and didn't care. Doesn't want to know him. Dead in our trespasses and our sins. I, I sinned with opportunity and I, I lived a life in the world and, and i done things that I'm so ashamed of in my life and, and I really needed God to step into my life, but I didn't know it. And I couldn't turn to him and I didn't want him, didn't think of him. But I can tell you, that Jesus says, no man can come to me. You can't make your mind up and say, I'll come to Jesus at some other time and at some other place and at some point. It's impossible. There's a preacher, and I don't agree with everything he says. He's called John MacArthur. In fact, there's quite a few things I don't agree with and what he says, but I can tell you this. He's, He's written one of my favorite books, and it's called Hard to Believe. Hard to Believe. The gospel is not only hard to believe, but it's impossible to believe. Do you know it's impossible for you to get saved? Jesus says with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know what you say? Well, I get saved sometimes. Impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Notice what Jesus says. No man can come to me. None except the Father, which hath sent me, draw him. How does the Father send, who sent his Son draw you? By his Holy Spirit. Quickens you from a dead state and makes you alive. To realize you need him. To realize your sin. To realize your loss. To realize if you, friend, die without Christ, you'll spend eternity without Christ. And you'll stand guilty as charged before Christ. And it's impossible for you to get saved. But if the Holy Spirit speaking to you tonight, then he's calling you. He's bringing you to the Savior, the Son of God. Jesus says, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him. Notice, and I will raise him up at the last day. Notice what Jesus says in verse 65 of John 6. No man can come unto me except that we're given unto him of my father. Do you know when eternity past the Bible tells me that a wretch like this man, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. A wretch like this man. Court from 12 years of age. On a social working program, Court and 14, courting 17, courting 21. That a wretch like me who deserves a devil's hell, that God knew me in eternity. And he looked down through time and he gave me to his son. And I didn't know him. And one day I heard a man, how can I understand except some man tell me? And you know what happened? I heard the words of life, the gospel of saving grace, the good news that Jesus saves sinners. And all the Spirit drew me on. But he didn't draw me to a church denomination. He didn't draw me into a church affiliation. He drew me to the cross. He drew me to the Son of God, the lamb bearing away my sin and my shame. There, there the ransom was found and paid at Calvary. And there yours is the only place you can find yours was paid is at Calvary. Here's another point for you. The Ethiopian eunuch. Verse twenty-six says, "He was sent. Philip was sent to him toward the south, that goeth down from Jerusalem onto Gaza, which is desert." God, God found the eunuch in a desert. It's not amazing. God knows exactly where you are, friend. He knows exactly where you are in heart and life in circumstance, and situation. He knows all about you tonight. And he found, he knew this Ethiopian eunuch, religious of the Jews' religion. Notice that Philip. Philip wasn't told an exact location because this Ethiopian eunuch was moving. He was running, as it were. You see, you can't run from God. You can leave here tonight. But you'll not run from God. The words that we hear tonight, uh, that you may go home and say, see that man, he, he, he's, he's annoyed me. He's upset me. What he said, I hate it. And you may say that, and you can go home tonight, and you can run from God, but he'll be there as soon as you get home. He'll be there as soon as you open your eyes in the morning, and he'll be there when you're on your way to work, and he'll be there when you're picking the children up from school, and he'll be there when you go to sleep again at night. He'll be in your thoughts and in your mind and in your dreams. You can't outrun him. Oh, this Ethiopian look sure, who knows me? I'm all right with God. I've done all I could. And it's not what you can do, friend. It's what Christ hath done. It's what Christ has done for you. And God knew exactly where he was. Philip didn't know where he was going to be. He says, go down to the desert. And God was bringing them together. I submit this to you. Because the Ethiopian eunuch was traveling, by the time Philip would get there, he would have moved to another point. Notice. It shows we must in faith trust God's bare word. I would trust God, but... My church says, I would trust Jesus. I believe in the cross, but I must do this too. Works, alms, deeds, I don't know, rosaries. Pay money. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, for it is by grace have you been saved through faith, listen, and that not of yourselves. not of yourselves. It's not of your works. It is the gift of God. Yes, to any of us you'd boast. It shows us we must trust by faith in the bare word of God. We may not know, we cannot see fully, nor understand, nor work it all out. But we must place our trust in him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding, saith the scriptures. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. And all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Notice, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. For your understanding says, I don't know about this gospel stuff. Or I don't want to hear this gospel stuff. That's your heart. Your heart's lying to you. Your heart's a deceiver. Secondly, God's omnipresent. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at once. God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. And God is all-powerful. He's omnipotent. This meeting at Gaza, this meeting at Gaza Desert was not by chance, it was not an accident, it was not a coincidence, but it was. By divine appointment. By divine appointment. Here's the thing, friend. You may have come for a family member or a friend. We're glad to see you, by the way. And we do love you. But here's the thing. You're not here by an accident. You're not here by chance. You're here by divine appointment. God has brought you here. He has planned this in this time. He's planned it throughout eternity that this event would be happening tonight, that these loved ones of yours and family and friend members would be saved and they would be coming to be baptized in water tonight. And he's brought you together that some man would show you your need of Christ and his great free and full salvation that he gives. This man was reading out. You ready? Ready? was reading out loud at the right place. And he was reading Psalm, or pardon me, Isaiah 53. Here's what one of the verses says. Speaking 720 to 50 years before the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. You ready? He's going along in his chariot with a scroll reading out loud. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the justice meant of our peace was upon him. And with the stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord Yahweh hath led on him the iniquity of, all, of us all. He is led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. And he's reading it out loud. And Philip comes in the power of the Spirit. Can you understand what you're reading? How can I except some man show me? He says, come in and tell me about this one. He says, this one died for you. This one went to the grave and was risen again on the third day for you. And he is the one who was laid as a lamb to the slaughter. And this Ethiopian eunuch, he's, well, he's blown away by it going to keep you too much longer. This scroll that he's reading. Note. This eunuch has been, as I said, to the holy city. Let me just get another drink. He has been to the holy city. Jerusalem. He has seen the slain lamb and he's been with the priests. He's been through the ritual. He's carried out the requirements that he thought was needed for his atonement for his sin. He's very sincere and he's very religious. And now we find him reading his Bible, the scroll of Isaiah the prophet. And he's not ashamed, he's even reading it out aloud. All of this, friend, you ready? All of this. And he still doesn't know Christ. He still doesn't know Christ. You see, it's not about religion. And it's not about the ritual. It's not about the ceremony. It's about the sacrifice of Christ. Amen. Christ has paid it all. Jesus, the Son of God, has paid every part of your debt. You just must receive him and believe him. Notice the precision of God's timing. Philip's journey is to coincide with his. The Holy Spirit at work in Philip, he joins himself to the chariot. And what happens, this eunuch is reading of the slain lamb of God. He's reading, reading off the suffering servant in this chapter. He's reading off a substitutionary sacrifice. Someone dying in my place. Christ died in my place. He died in your place too. Now if you reject him, if you reject that sacrifice, if you reject His blood and what He's done for you, friend, I'll tell you, God will accept nothing else from you. He'll accept nothing else from you but you trusting and believing in what Christ has done and nothing else. Nothing else. He's reading of the smitten of God, the sin bearing Son of the Father. And he's written, reading of the sorrows and the stripes and the slaughter of the sinless one. He's reading about Calvary. Notice what he says, verse 34 I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? <laughs> Who is this man? Who is he? Who is this man? Who is this suffering one? Who is he? Hearts racing with it. And he says in verse 35, then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, Isaiah 53 as we know it, and preached unto him, Jesus. Jesus. Philip's confession and baptism is found in verses 36 onward. Notice, and they went on their way and they came to certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water that doth hinder me to be baptized. And Philip says, If thou believest with all thine heart, thy mess And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded and the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. Notice, this isn't christening or confirmation not the sprinkling of a baby. I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't mean that. It's not in the scriptures. I'm going to say it again. <clears throat> sprinkling infant baptism as it's known is not in the word of God. There's not one example of it in the word of God. What is in the word of God is a believer's baptism believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and being fully submerged in water. What we're going to do tonight? And notice, they went both down into the water. So it was deep enough for them both to go down. And he baptizes him. And it says, verse 39, And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord cut away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. So they go into the water, And they come out of the water. Can I ask you something, friend? And we're going to baptize the candidates here. Are you saved tonight? I know God has spoken to people here tonight. The Holy Spirit is drawing you tonight. How do you know? I feel it. How do I know? Because Christ is exalted. Are you saved tonight? For those who are the candidates of baptism, what is baptism? Well, it's an outward expression of an inward work. They're saved. Trusting in Christ. It's a witness and a testimony of the faith of Christ in their life. Baptism represents, when we go into the water, or they go into the water, a watery grave where it closes over They're dying to self before all this people to say, I'm going to live anew for Christ. And they're coming up out of the waters again, out of a watery grave. So as Christ was buried and risen again, so this represents the same. So why get baptized? One, because you're following the master's example. In Matthew 3, Jesus answered, in verse 15, Jesus answered and said unto John the Baptist, suffered to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was baptized. You're following the Master's example. Two, you're obeying the Master's command. You're obeying the Master's command. Matthew 28, verse 19, he says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And thirdly, you're coming under the teaching of the apostles and the revelation of the Holy Spirit of God. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said, repent. Someone here who will repent tonight and be baptized. Is there anyone here who wants to get saved tonight and get baptized? Well, I haven't got any clothes with me. We have spare clothes for you to get baptized Then. We also have spare clothes. Where are you, Jeff? Isn't that right, Jeff? You want to get saved tonight, you can get baptized tonight. The Ethiopian eunuch got saved and he went straight into the water. Does anybody want that tonight? Anybody want to get baptized? Maybe you're a believer and you're still not down to get baptized. Would you like to get baptized tonight? Does anybody else want to? I see one. Anybody else want to go in? We'll get you a change of clothes. Anybody else? Do anybody want to get saved tonight? Anybody here and you say, I need the Lord in my life? I want to get saved tonight, is there? Do you anyone say, I want to give my life to Christ tonight? I know if I die without him, I'll be in a, a devil's hell. I'll be in a, a lake of fire, and I don't want that. I want to get saved tonight by grace, trusting in Christ alone. Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you're following the apostles' command. I'm just glad to see that man. He's going to go through the waters now tonight. Notice, the Ethiopian eunuch says he goes away home rejoicing. Candidates for baptism. Go home rejoicing that you're saved and you're in Christ tonight. And it says, and Philip went on preaching the word of God. Hey, One rejoicing and one's going on preaching. And that's what we'll continue to do.